0: our behaviors and it's really important that we're leading by example and as a woman my daughter has never heard me talk bad about another woman like right. i just won't do it and so i know and ellie is 12 she's hormonal she's moody all the things right it's normal welcome to the big ass podcast For no ask is ever too big I'm Tara Renzi. And I'm Brooke Run. We are on a mission to give women confidence to rise and be bold, ask for what they desire, and be who they came to be. But if you want
1: all that, you're going to have to put a little ask into it.
0: We know that all asks
1: come in different shapes and sizes, but the bigger the ask, the bigger the win. Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Ask Podcast.
0: I am Tara Renzi. And I am Brooke Run. Here we are again.
1: Here we are (laughs) one week out from the first annual inaugural, whatever we're calling it, because I know there's a lot of interest in more Big Ask event that happened in Kansas City. I got to tell you, first off, it took me about two days to recover from it because I was on such a high afterwards and then I was so exhausted. But... I have been on a high for like the past week about that event, what happened in that room, the amount of amazing women that were there, and just the growth and confidence and love that happened in that room that's now in the universe is nothing short of magical.
0: It really is cool. Like, I think you had a quote up that said something about like when women come together, just like what happens. and. I think there was a business that was birthed while we were there, manifested, you know, women saw their value for the first time. Um, They found their voice. They recognized who they were, who they're meant to be. Like, it was really a beautiful day. And I felt like we all just came together. It was a large group of women, but it felt very intimate. You know, it felt very small because everybody was sharing and interactive and it was just really cool. It was really, really cool. It
1: was so cool. And, you know, I had someone there that I partner with in different speaking aspects and they don't often get to hear me speak. And so they showed up and, you know, she was just like, the amount of camaraderie, the amount of intense listening, the amount of growth, the amount of people sharing ideas, the just the the amount of love in the room, she said, and then just the emotion. She's like, you know, when people bit emotional. And we had a few times where it wasn't like a big emotional, like women's cry fest, but people who were talking about who they are, their goals and intention, their journey and get emotional about it. She's like, that's when, you know, like this content is moving. Mm -hmm. Like these stories are need to be out there for more people to hear. And I thought that that was a really good audience perspective of someone who sees a lot of events, you know, books, a lot of speakers. Hires a lot of people to go out and do things of just like what truly magical game-changing content looks like.
0: Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I just thought like there was, there was a huge movement I felt in that room of women that came together and really saw themselves and really allowed for them to be seen in front of other women and then for them to see others, which was really cool because, you know, we live in such a busy time. We live in such a busy world and we don't take time to really invest in ourselves and to, and take an entire day, which I thought was incredibly special that these women took an entire day to spend the day with us, but they invested in them, themselves and they shared and opened up and transformed. And I just thought, I just thought it was a really beautiful day. Like that's the, that's the word I've been using for it because it was, it's really neat when you can bring women together in a room and just see transformations like happening in the moment. Right. You know?
1: Well, and it was, it was truly women empowering women, women supporting women, which I think is something that is thrown around a lot, but it really doesn't happen. I think that it's like, Hey, women support me because help me help. You know, I was joking that someone the other day I was like, you want me to help you help you. <laughs> That's you know, right. I was like, okay, That's all help right. you help you. Um, right. And it wasn't that there was just so much of people wanting to learn about others as much as they wanted to, more than they wanted to tell their own story or who they were. So we've gotten so much good feedback. We're already in talks of doing another one early in 2024 in Kansas City. And a big ask that we just wanna put out to our listeners is if you're listening from somewhere that's not in Kansas City and you think, oh my gosh, I want a big ask in my city, Message us, you know, mm-hmm. send me a message or Brooke a message. My Brooke at uh, my email is Tara at Tara Renzi. Brooke, what's yours?
0: So it's hello at or it's hello at Brooke the Digital Mama.
1: Okay, hello yep. at Brooke the Digital Mama. Send Brooke or I an email and just say, hey, here's where I'm at in my city. Here's what we could do. We would love to figure out a way to partner with you. And we had some of our sponsors who mentioned like they would like to take this show on the road as well. So oh, yeah.
0: We want to take our big ask everywhere don't we tara that we want to take it everywhere from city to city our ask is moving you know it that's is. What we got to be it doing. Is. We yeah. gotta get our big ask on the road for sure yeah that's right that's right Which- so
1: i think it's interesting that all of this like kind of like Tease us right into our topic for today. And um, I was visiting with Brooke the other day about my book I'm writing, Perfectly Flawed. Perfectly Flawed. And one of the chapters is about gossip girls and mean girls, and just how, in our quest for this female equality, for a sisterhood, for women empowering women, women sure do seem to tear each other down quite a bit with uh, gossip that is hurtful, that is misinformation, that is, you know, really meant for usually building someone else up or making someone else feel better about who they are. And so we started talking about it. And just as soon as we started talking about it, Brooke's daughter, you know, who is she is sixth, seventh grader? Sixth. Sixth sixth grader. So middle Mm -hmm. school had a mean girls incident. And... Ugh, Ugh. we got a long ways to go, don't we?
0: We do. You know, for me, sixth grade through middle school was like the worst years of my life, right? I mean, oh. I feel like a lot of girls say that because you're hormonal, girls are mean. And what I did was, is I'm trying to help Ellie to understand that not everybody's going to like you. And you have to be okay with that. And even as an adult woman, that's hard, right? Like you want everyone to like you, but the reality is they're not going to. And so I'm trying to help her help her process her emotions, help her learn to have tools to be able to navigate this. Because when you're purposely excluded from something, even if it's just playing on the playground and you're purposely excluded and it's blatant, it's very painful, you know? It and. And as a 12 year old little girl, it's, it's hard to understand why. And so she was saying, you know, what's wrong with me? Am I not enough? And as a mom, it's heartbreaking, right? Because you are enough. Like you are just, you're perfect as you are, right? I mean, you are amazing. And I try to help her with coping skills because I want her, I don't want to keep her from feelings and keep her from pain and protect her in that way. Cause I think it's really important that kids learn coping skills, um, but it's been a really hard thing for her to process because she just doesn't understand it. And I just told her, you're just going to have to go play with different friends and, you know, um, just surround yourself with people that do like you, that want to be your friend, you know, instead of trying to make people like you, that's just not going to happen. Well,
1: and it's so hard for middle schoolers, you know, I have boys and my oldest son went through this just because who they're friends with in lower level. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, change a lot from fourth grade to sixth grade and their interests change and their passions change and who they want to hang out with. And they go through puberty at different times. And, you know, so I remember going through this with Ben of, you know, a friend who used to be like a, you know, in their core group of friends, wasn't really in their core group of friends, friends anymore. And they ended up like trying to say Ben was bull- of being a bully, and there was all the stuff, and then come to find out it was just because he wasn't in quote unquote in the friend group, and you know, in the in the close knit group. It wasn't that Ben was being mean to him, but that you know he wasn't invited to sleepovers or whatever. Which you know, sadly, it is part of life um, and part of finding our friends. Obviously, when you're in the in the heat of it, it's hard, and and I think you know it, it goes just back to that whole like things change, people change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you're 12, man, that's really hard. You know, when I was in eighth grade, my mom and I moved to a new town, and the girls were ruthless. I actually had my driveway spray painted. Get the f out of town, bitch. Wow. I mean, wow.
0: Wow.
1: I was never even in the friend circle. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I have a story for you too. You want to hear that? It was just brutally it's brutal. Hurtful. It's brutal. It's I mean, so hurtful. and I. You know, obviously there are very kind women that are teaching your kids to be their kids to be kind and their kids aren't necessarily listening because, you know, some kids are just like that. I do have to say that. But I also will say this is that our children emulate our behaviors and it's really important that we're leading by example. And as a woman, my daughter has never heard me talk bad about another woman. Like I just won't do it. and so. I know, and Ellie is 12, she's hormonal, she's moody, all the things, right? It's normal. But I know that she would never exclude somebody. I have taught mm-hmm. her that, you know? And so I just think it's really important for us as mothers to teach our children to be inclusive, you know, to to truly talk to the kid who has nobody to talk to, you know, stuff. Like, I think it's very important because there's a lot of kids out there right now that are suffering. I mean,
1: yeah,
0: you know, and so... You know, I'm just trying, I'm trying to, like I said, equip her with the tools to be strong enough to navigate this. And I told her, I said, this is just the beginning. It just is, you know, I mean, you're heading into middle school. It's just going to get harder. And so you do, you have to get stronger. You have to get thicker skin and it sucks, but that's just reality.
1: Yeah. And, you know, again, these kids are dealing with a whole nother level of social bullying on Instagram, on TikTok. Did I get enough likes? Who is trolling me? Yep. I mean, people just writing blatantly mean things that you know spiral some kids out of completely out of control. Yeah, and so you know, having a, a mom like you, I think that lets her know that she's loved no matter what. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's still hard, you know. It's I think it, it, I love what you said about you know not everybody's going to like you. But I think that's like telling a kid to be patriotic, right? It's like, okay, well, that's great. But right now, <laughs> what does that mean? You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, even like, I love, I do this exercise um, in my workshops of like, who likes Taylor Swift? Oh, of course I've got Taylor Swift on the mind because of Travis Kelsey and her, uh, and Chiefs. That's takeover. a whole
0: nother podcast. Taylor. That's a whole
1: nother podcast. Who likes Taylor Swift? Who likes Beyonce? Who likes Dolly Parton? Who likes Meg Maroney? Like all of the, like we could name a, a ton of musicians and we would, some people we would like, and some people we wouldn't. It doesn't mean that we think they're an awful person. We just don't like their music. We're not going to buy their album. And I think that that's what's so much of it is like, Hey, not everybody's going to buy your album. Not everybody's going to like your music. And that's okay. Because there are the people who will be your raving fans.
0: But you're not made and, for everyone. You know? Right. Yeah. So this is a funny story. So it's not really funny. I mean, it is now, but at the time I was like, I was scared shitless. So I had a bully in high school and she was like a little shorter than me, but she had really big friends. And Mm -hmm. so I would see her in the hallways and she would just say nasty things to me. She was not nice whatsoever. Right. And I would go home and I would be like, oh my God, mom, I do not want to go to school anymore. I mean, it was like awful, you know? And my mom, you've met her. She's really sweet. And she goes, the girl lived in our neighborhood and she goes, get in the car. And I'm like, okay, we get in the car. My mom knocks on the door and this girl's mom answers. And she's like, hello. And my mom goes, is Andrea home? Yeah. Her name was Andrea, by the way, is Andrea home. And Andrea p- pokes behind her mom. And she's like, yeah. And my mom goes, Brooke, take off your earrings. <laughs> we were going to throw down in the yard. I mean, it hit oh my God, mom. that's hilarious. I know. I know. I've never gotten in a fight in my entire life at that time. And I was like, what? And her mom was like, no, we're not going to do that. And my mom goes, your daughter stops bullying my kid today. And that was the end of it. Yeah. I kept my earrings on. And as parents,
1: we have to stick up. I remember there was a girl, her name was Megan, Uh who was just consistently mean to me. Like, mm-hmm. even on into high school but even when I was in 8th grade and she was in high school you know I am so my mom and I moved we it was just my mom and I who moved into the small town called Lindsborg Kansas so it was like 2500 people it was still a very small town i mean i had 65 kids in my class and the girls did not want me there like they did not want me in that town and they were ruthless like pushing me in the hallway, like flipping my new kids on the block hat off at the football game, just saying mean things, calling our house and over the phone and saying things. My mom finally went to this girl. She was like, why? She's like, are you, are you okay? Like, why would you be doing this to my daughter? Like, you know, she's here. She's obviously like in not a great spot in her life. Her father and I just got divorced. She's not living with her brother. She's doing her best to make friends. She's an eighth grade girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, and I know that you've been through some stuff on your own. So like, let's stop. And, you know, it did stop after that conversation my mom had.
0: Yeah. So that brings me to my next question, because, you know, I have friends that have older kids. And what I've been told is, unless it gets to that physical point, which, God, it's like, why do you wait? But anyway, is to kind of stay out of it, is to stay out, let the kids figure it out. Because the reality is they probably more than likely will figure it out. And oddly enough, the very next day, Ellie ends up playing with this girl that has been bullying her for the last year. And um, I asked her, why, how did that happen? She goes, well, our other friend wasn't there for her to play with. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't say anything to the mom, you know, cause I just thought Ellie can figure this out, but it's like, at what point do you continue to just allow it to happen? Do you intervene and kind of try to like, work it out? Do you reach out to the parents? Like what are your thoughts? Because you have older kids. So I would mm-hmm. love your input mm-hmm. on this.
1: I mean, I I'm the same. Like I our kids w- for the most part, we we try to teach them to be very independent, um, very, you know, in charge of of their lives. And that goes from like academics to their relationships with their teachers to, you know, their friendships. Like we try to just stay out of it as long as they're making good choices. Um And, you know, if there's ever been anything going on, a lot of times, you know, I put it on the kids first to like, Hey, you need to go make this right. Like you need to go, you know, do whatever, or just ask, you know, ask them like, Hey, why, why are you acting like this to me?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, what did, you know, let's talk about it. You clearly have a problem with me. So like, what is it? Yeah. Boys are very different Mm -hmm. than girls though. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a very different and
0: well, yeah, I mean, guys can go beat each other up and have a beer. I mean, like, you know, right. it's just different, right. you know, whereas right. girls, it's grudge time, grudges, right. you know, whatever.
1: The situation that happened with Ben where boy who was no longer in the friend group and I mean, they were still sitting with him at lunch and everything, but there was a couple birthday parties in seventh, was it eighth, or eighth grade? It was an eighth grade that the kid didn't get invited to. Well, and by the time it's eighth grade, I mean, we've got like three or four boys staying over here. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like where we went out urban air and everybody in the class gets invited, you know, and I think that kids should have the right to, to do that. Like, they don't sure. have to include everyone in their private parties. They have to be, you know, that's what I told them. I'm like, you have to be kind to everyone. You don't have to be their best friend, but you have to be kind to everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that means, hey, come sit with us at the lunch table. Hey, come through, shoot hoops with us out at the, uh, you know, at the, the basketball courts at school. You know, you don't have to invite them to come spend the night, but you do have to be kind and inclusive, especially at school. And this kid, um, it was the weirdest thing, Brooke. He ended up like creating a fake account on Instagram and friended me and started following me, and then sent me a message saying that he had been bullied at the school. And so, and then that it was my son's school. And so I showed it to my son and his friend, and I was like, Who is this? Well, they knew who it was instantly because the, the Instagram that he used, he uses in gaming.
0: Mm.
1: So I was like, okay, at that point in time, I was like, one, I need to contact the school. And two, I need to contact his mother. Like this is, this is not normal behavior. Right. And I had mm-hmm. kind of known some of this stuff was going on. And I contacted the school. I contacted the mother first and she's like, oh, this is him. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. And it's your son who's bullied. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like pump the brakes. We're getting the school involved immediately. Mm-hmm. And I messaged the school and they're like, this is, this is not true. This is not true. Like this is Ben's a friend to everyone and to this kid. And this is not true. So at that point in time, it was like reverse bullying, right? Like Mm -hmm. they were trying to get him in trouble. It was just, I mean, I was like, how have we got to this point? And then this fake social media account. Yeah. And, you know, and then I had to go back to his mom and be like, look, I had just had a call with head of the school and, this isn't true. Like, even what you said is I mean, she was basically like, I've been up working with the school on this. And they're like, That is that is not true. Wow. I wow. mean, it was such just bizarre.
0: That's so weird. Yeah. And kind
1: of scary almost. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. wow, they like the mother and this child wanted to like tarnish my son's reputation. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, once again though, what role are the parents playing? I mean, I was the one who was saying, look, you've got to be kind at school. Yeah. You have to be inclusive at school. You don't yeah. have to invite him over to our house, but when you're at school and you're on common ground, you are a nice boy. That is yeah. what you need to be known as.
0: I'm just so, curious. I'm just curious, you know, and we can ask our listeners here, but how often are you having conversations with your children about these things? Like, I think it's very important for them to understand kindness, for them to understand, mm-hmm. to be inclusive. What do those things mean? You know. um, I think it's important to have that conversation continually, you know, as they grow in their their formative years. I mean, don't you agree? Like it needs to be yeah. a conversation all the time.
1: I'm constantly reminding same. my boys, Hey, that's not nice. Yeah. Hey, we don't say that. Hey, I yeah. get it. but No, like let's, we're, we're going to be kind. And you know, they're kids. This is, they're wired to poke fun. Uh-huh. They're wired to, I mean, I, I did the same thing, right. Mm-hmm. But, my job as a parent is to be like the bumpers on a bowling alley. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you just hit the side. Like, don't do that. I'm not going to let you roll into the gutter. Yeah. But there's been times where I've took the bumpers off and been like, crushing for a baby. <laughs> you know, because I wasn't you getting through to. You do. You but, have to. I mean, we constantly are like, you know, even Jack said something. Oops. Are you? Your mom, Jack said something the other day. Just I think it was just this week in the carpool lane. And I was like, Jack, that's not nice. hmm. You know, and it was a total, literally not a big deal, but it was just, again, a a reminder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we do the same thing at our house. You know, we just, that's our, that's our job is to guide, you know, and to let them fall. They've got, that's the biggest thing right now. And I was talking to another friend of mine about this and, you know, I hate to even bring this up, but, you know, suicide is on the rise with children right now because Mm -hmm. parents are number one we try to protect our kids so much from feeling things and protect them and handle all their stuff for them, that they're not learning the coping skills, the mental toughness, the mental mindset to be able to navigate life, right. And be able to life. handle situations. And you talk about this in your workshop is, you know, mental toughness, you have to have it. I mean, life is hard. Yeah, <laughs> It's not easy. And if you don't have the mindset and the mental toughness to understand that You know, the worst thing you're going through right now will not be the last thing. Like, you've just got to keep moving. That's life. Life ebbs and flows. And, you know, and to know that it's such a gift, you know, and this is Mm -hmm. what I explain to my kids all the time. But teaching, I think, the mental toughness and coping skills at a young age is really important. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it is true because, you know, there's assholes in the world. Like, there will always be someone trying to tear you down to make you feel small, to make you feel like you're not enough. That you don't matter, that you're irrelevant, that you're not liked, that your message is stupid. I mean, you, we could go on and on and on and yes. on. Yes. And you know, I always just say that those people, you, I actually, you know, my heart is with them because mm-hmm. one of the things I'm writing about in this in this book on this whole notion of gossip is it all stems from women not being comfortable with who they are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not being empathetic to themselves, and being knowing that they're perfectly flawed as they are, because the only reason that we tear down other people or we try to make someone else feel small is because of something within us that feels broken. Mm-hmm. And that that being able to feel more powerful or um you know more popular or more liked than someone else for some people is a form of validation, of self-validation. But it's because they've never been loved. They've never been taught love and they've you know been Grown up in a household, most likely, where people were talked about negatively, whether their father spoke poorly to their mother or their mother spoke poorly to their father or the way their mother or father talked to them. We emulate all of that, you know. I, I mm-hmm. use the example of like, my your kids are huge Ku fans. My kids are huge Ku fans. Why? Mm-hmm. Because Scott and I are huge Ku fans, yep. and we have Jayhawks hanging all over, and we constantly cheer for them, and we make we banter fun about some of the other schools that we're rivals with. Because, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's in, right. all in fun, and we're talking about you know mascots from a from a university, not human beings. If you can teach your kids that, just by I mean, we never sat them down and said, look part of life is that you will be a Kansas basketball fan. Like there is no, <laughs> you know, and we didn't educate them on any of it. They have picked up on it. That's right. And they are. So now they're, 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 they're KU basketball fans. They're KU football fans. Like they love, you know, the Jayhawks. Yeah. You know, we poke fun of our friends and we have a lot of friends who go to K-State and a lot of friends that go to Mizzou <laughs> and we, it's, it's fun. It's this fun little rivalry. Sure. sure. But if you can teach your kids that, like, what are you teaching them in your homes? and? Yeah. The gossiping for women specifically, it is so hurtful. It is. It is so hurtful. And, and as a grown woman, I will tell you, I feel like as much thick skin as I got growing up and not being liked by a lot of girls, um, it has been some of the most hurtful experiences in my life have happened in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Same. Of women just being ruthless.
0: Same. Same. And it's sad because they're, you know, adult grown women, women that probably have children <laughs> that are learning those same patterns. And we, we've got to change it. You know, we've got to use our voices and speak up. And, you know, I think that there's just so many people living in pain, and they project it on other people, you know, by wanting to tear people down. And it's very unfortunate, you know, you've got to heal the trauma within you. So you're not pushing that onto other people and hurting other people, you know, through it, you know, it's interesting back to the kids thing. You'll be amazed at how how much your children really do listen to you. And I do this little, I do this little experiment at my house sometimes because I think it's just really cool. Well, I'll start singing or humming a song just out of the blue. Like I'll start humming and singing a song after out of the blue. And within one minute, both of my kids are singing it and humming it too. Yeah. I mean, they're listening to everything that you do.
1: Subconsciously.
0: Subconsciously listening. It's getting in their brain, whether they're watching TV or they're listening to something else, they hear you. And it's really important that you watch the words that you say and the behavior that you you show them because they're mirroring yeah. it all, you know?
1: Yeah. And here's the the bottom line. Well, first off, my grandmother Anderson, on well, my mom's side of the family, she would say, honey gets uh, more bees than vinegar.
0: That's right. Don't
1: you love these old, like, (laughs) honey gets more bees and vinegar. I do. But it is so much easier to be kind. It It really is. is. And It's so much easier to just, to smile or to pay a compliment or to be nice. And oh my gosh, it feels so much better because Uh. I, I mean, I've been in situations as a, as an adult, just, you know, over the last few years where I've been with a group of people and maybe the conversation wasn't great or, you know, and I felt like so bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, I should have just been like, hey. I gotta go, or just mm-hmm. exited the conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even if I didn't participate in it, I was still there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, where you have a conversation that's good, and you're pumping people up, and you're shining light and sharing love, it feels so different.
0: Like the big ass so event. Different. Like the big yeah. ass women's event. You know? Yeah. It's exactly. It's right. It feels so much better to really build a woman up than it ever does to tear her down. And so I think that oh, is the thing. And it makes
1: you feel better. Oh. It makes you feel better.
0: Yeah. It really does. So, I want to ask my big ask if you're listening What's to your this today. What's my, your big is, ask, my big ask I'm putting it out here is go compliment a woman today. Yeah. Go tell her how beautiful she is. Tell her you like her shirt, her hair, her smile, whatever it is. I want to encourage you to get out today and just compliment somebody. Compliment a yeah. woman and get into yeah. the habit of doing it and create change.
1: So I'll tell the story right as we end here, because I, I saw it and it really moved me. And it was a it was a TikTok, And it was this woman who's um, on a weight loss journey and she's lost like 100 pounds, but she still probably has another 100 to go. She was, you know, very, very overweight. And she started going to the gym in addition to eating right and all these things. She she was like, I have to get physically active. And she said, and there was nothing more intimidating than going to the gym. Like It was it's a scary, scary place for someone who's overweight to go to. She said, I would hear people, you know, chuckle at me. I would hear, you know, teenage boys make fun of me. I would hear girls make fun of me. You know, people say things, people not want to work out by me on the treadmill. She's like, and you know, I just kept showing up. I just kept doing it. She said, and um, last week I was walking out and there were these two boys. I don't know how old they were, um, That she heard them say something about her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I almost didn't come back because it was very hurtful. And so she's like, but I kept going back. And then she starts getting, you know, she's emotional telling the story. She said, and there's this guy, she's like, and I've seen him there many times. He's super fit. He's, you know, always working out every time I'm there, he's there. And I was walking out. He said, Hey, and I just kept walking. She's like, I, I thought, how fast can I get to my car? He said, Hey, and she kept walking. He said, Hey, I'm talking to you. And she said, I was scared to death to turn around. Cause I thought for sure he was going to say something. And he looked at me and he said, I see you in here. I see how hard you're working. And I want you to know I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And if you ever need anyone to work out with while you're here or do anything, you come find me. And he's like, you look really great. I'm so proud of you. And you just got to keep showing up. And I'm getting emotional telling the story. And she was telling this and she was like, that is the power of kindness, mm-hmm. because one mean compliment can throw so many people into a tizzy of disruption and feel like they're not enough. And why would they even keep trying? Versus someone going out of their way, he didn't he to just pay her a compliment mm-hmm. and to say, most of all, I see you. Yes, I see you. You are enough. I think that's what most of us want in this world is just to be seen and to feel like we're making an accepted. impact and that we can make a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. And, to and be so accepted.
1: the compliment can be something as simple as that. You know, for my kids, I tell my boys, I'm like, what'd you have for lunch today? Oh, it was pizza. Was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm like, did you tell the cafeteria workers that? No. I'm like, well, be like hey loved lunch today this was awesome high five this was great thank you <laughs> like you that those little things will make matter. their day
0: it matter. matters that matters beautiful story i love that so I go you. go compliment i love you too we love you, Put your everybody. big ask
1: out there. Put yeah. a big ask compliment on someone and see That's what it right. does for your day. And I bet it uh, brightens theirs too. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Big ass podcast. We're going to be back with more episodes. We're going to have some guests on. We're going to be mixing things up a little bit. Um, so check back next week for another episode. Signing off from uh, my office, my recording studio right here in Overland Park,
0: Kansas. Thanks, guys. Have a great day and go compliment somebody.
1: Put your big ass out out there.